All right, we are in part number three of a four-week series, which means we only have one more week of this left. But I am so glad that you have been here and with us as we have been going through this series. And perhaps this is your first day at, to be a part of this series, and that is okay because what we talk about today, you'll be able to, to be right there with us. And I do want to make a comment, though. If you want to kind of catch up with where we have been, I would encourage you to do that, and you can get to this information either at our Facebook Live, which they kind of hang on to those recordings, or you can go to soundcloud.com, search for Harley Petty, and you will find all of these playlists. And this is caught up all the way up to last week. And uh, sometime tomorrow, I'll get today's up there as well. So um, when I have a conversation with somebody, um, there's a couple things going on. The first is this, that I need you to understand something. And usually I want you to understand it the way I understand it, the way it makes sense to me. Or perhaps I'm talking to you because maybe I need something from you. And the result of that, either of those situations could be, I could be creating tension in our relationship because I'm after something. There's something I want. Now, it might depend upon how well I can hide the fact that I want something. But once you become aware of it, then there is tension. Because I do want something. And you know, I might not stop because I, my color is red. I wore a red shirt today. So as we are talking about these colors, mine's red. I might not stop until I get what I want, because that's kind of a characteristic of folks who are red. Now, ultimately, though, if I'm doing that, that means I'm also using my words and choosing my words somehow on some level to manipulate in order to get the outcome that I want. Let's be honest, though. Isn't that somewhat true of every one of the colors, whatever your temperament is. Isn't that true of all of us? <clears throat> when we talk to somebody, we need them to understand us, and we want them to understand things the way we understand it. Or when we talk to somebody, we need something from them, either something tangible, I need you to do this, or I need you to give me this, or get me this, something tangible, or it may be something just merely emotional. I have an emotional need that I want you to meet. And it's so obvious with our kids. Harper, close, put your ears, uh, earmuffs on here. It's so obvious with our kids. Hey, Dad! Did you see? My room's clean. Yeah, and they haven't cleaned it in six months, right? You know something's up. Mom! Oh, Mom, you are so beautiful today. And they haven't looked up from their phone in six hours, right? You know something's up. But here's what happens. As kids, we learn from that, and we get better and better and better at hiding our motives as adults. Because we need someone else to see the world the way we see it, or because we need something from them. But ultimately, when we're doing that, we are choosing our words carefully so that we can somehow manipulate the outcome in order to get an outcome that we want. 
And so we say things. And so we choose words. And I think the reality is this. The things we say and the words we choose are all spoken from our temperament that we have. And we've been talking about temperaments in the forms of colors. We have red temperaments, blue temperaments, yellow temperaments, and green. Now, in case you missed it, um, we want to give you a shortcut this morning. Now, we have a temperament assessment online for you that you could use and you go through and you can take it, and I would encourage you to do that. You can find it uh, at that very place where McKinley was directing you to go to the online worship guide. At the very end of that online worship guide, if you scroll all the way down, there is that link to take that assessment. We would encourage you to do that. But this morning, very quickly, just in case you have not been here, I want to I help you with uh, kind of a last-minute, a shortcut to find out what your temperament might be. And here's how we're going to do it. I'm just going to describe four different scenarios. And all you have to do is say, I am more like this. I may be a little of both, but I'm just a little bit more like this one. And as I do that, then you just kind of identify for yourself, and we're going to help you identify what your color might be. So the four temperaments are basically divided into four categories. Here's the first. Let's call it an extrovert. Now, we're not talking about we're not talking about someone who loves people. That's not what this is about. An extrovert is someone whose emotions and words kind of come out quickly. They don't think about them much. They just kind of let them out. All right, that's an extrovert. Those feelings and emotions come out. So they say something maybe before they really think about it. So if you happen to be an extrovert, what I want you to remember is you might be a yellow or a red. That's all you have to know is those two things. If you if you are more like an extrovert, the opposite of the extrovert is the introvert. An introvert, it is not someone who doesn't like to be around people. No, 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 no. That's a bad definition. For our purposes, an introvert is someone whose thoughts and emotions stay inside much longer. If not, indefinitely, they stay inside. So they think before they speak. And those emotions, they kind of hang on to them and they let them ruminate inside. They don't really let them out like an extrovert does. If you are an introvert, then you are either a green or a blue, very possibly. Now, now we're going to narrow it down some more. All right. So the next thing that I want to talk about is God has made some of us as uh, to think about people before we think about tasks. And so that person is the person who would eat, who would more readily set aside a task that needs to be done in order to connect with a person, all right? They would rather connect with that person than they would do that task. Even if that task is important, they're going to maybe push it aside and they're going to do that, all right? So that is, and if you are a uh, people first type person, you are either a yellow or a green, all right? And then the other end of that spectrum is a task before people, all right? And McKinley, I'm going to have you leave this one on the screen for just a little bit because I'm going to do something with this. So task before people, here's what that means. <clears throat> you would probably rather tackle your checklist 
than to set that aside and connect with a person. And if you do have to do that, connect with that person, in your mind you're saying, oh my goodness, i got to end this as fast as I can because I've got so much i got to do. i got to get these tasks done, all right? That is a task before people. If you're a task before people, then you are either red or blue. So here's how you can gauge yourself. So if you are an extrovert, then that means you are either that red on this diagram or that yellow, okay? If you're introvert, then you're either, you can't see that very well, that blue or that green. So to decide which of those two you more likely are of the two colors now, you just simply ask yourself, do you do people first or task first? So if you're people first, then that means there's your color. You see how that works? So you were narrowed down to two, and then if you're people first, then that means of the two, wherever you were narrowed down to, you're either yellow or green. And if you're task first, then you're either red or blue. All right. That's just an idea of where your temperament might be. That's all that exercise was for. We're not sure of that. I would encourage you to go take the assessment. That might bring some clarity. I'll be honest though, for me, this little exercise brought a lot more clarity for me than the assessment. But it's almost as if, thank you, McKinley, for leaving that on the screen, so I'm done with that. It's, it's almost as if our temperaments speak different languages because they somewhat do. They might be using the very same words, but because of the different temperaments, the different colors that we are, we communicate those words differently, and we hear those words differently according to the color that we are. Even if we're saying the same thing to each other, if you're a different temperament, you may hear something completely different. Because we are only speaking the language that we know, the la that language we were born, that temperament language we were born with. It's the language, that God-given temperament language that God gave us from the very beginning as he created us. We're not even aware that we may be speaking different languages because we're using the same words, but we're hearing very different things. <clears throat> Cole and I laughed about this as we were preparing this teaching. Um, we laughed and laughed about this because earlier that week, Cole sent me an email. And Cole, by the way, is yellow. I am red, which means Cole kind of walks in and the room lights up. And it means I walk in, I start telling people what to do. Okay, that's kind of a big difference between us. And so, and I hide that pretty well until you really get to know me. And then it's like, wow, he's kind of bossy. And so, um, so Cole sent me an email uh, about a week and a half ago, and or maybe two. And and the email said, basically, uh, Harley, I I need that Google Doc. You might have shared that with me. I'm not sure but I need you to share it with me. That's, what, that's basically what Cole said to me. I'm a red, and I'm a task-oriented guy. Cole is a yellow. He's very people-oriented, and he is, uh, he, we're both extroverts, but he's, he's people-oriented. I'm task-oriented. All right. So I read that email, same words. I mean, I, I read the exact words he wrote. Do you know what I heard as I read that? 
He said, I need that Google Doc. You might have shared it with me. I'm not sure, but, uh, but would you share that with me? That's what he said. You, and here is, here is what I heard, and we laughed about this. this was, in fact, when I said, and he, he finished the sentence for me, I think this is probably what you heard as a read. Very, very task-oriented, Harley. Here's what I heard. Imagine Cole writing. I must have lost that document you shared with me. I need much better systems so I won't keep losing things. That's what I heard. I, no lie. We laughed and laughed. At least I did. I, I think he was laughing too. You see, it comes so natural for us to speak and to hear things from our natural God-given temperament. That's why I said this, but you heard that. And I know for me, when I'm aware that someone is not understanding what I'm trying to say, I'll say it again, but I, I kind of mix it up and I try to say it just a little bit differently. Do you do that too? Uh, and then when it's clear then that they still didn't understand what I said, because they're equally off target, but now maybe they're off target on this side, then here's what I'm probably going to do. I'm going to say the very same thing, but I'm going to say it louder because I'm a red. Because obviously, if they're not understanding me, they must be hard of hearing, right? Not only are we wired with a specific temperament language, but we are also wired to hear things through that same language. We don't just speak that language, we hear from that temperament language. And sometimes it just doesn't translate. <laughs> Certainly not the way we hope that it would translate. It's like, even though it's the same language, it's like we're speaking two really different, literal, different languages. Let me give you a for instance here. So McKinley's going to put a word on the screen for me. Uh, this word, pie. Um, I, I don't know exactly, um, because I'm not bilingual, I'm just lingual. <laughs> and so, but I know what looks like, uh, I'm, I've been told what looks like pie in Spanish actually means, can mean foot. So if I was trying to communicate to someone who that was their language and they were also just lingual and they didn't speak my language and I was trying to talk to them and communicate somehow that, that my favorite dessert is pie. Do you want to eat some? Do you want to go get some pie with me? It's possible. Could they understand that maybe as me saying, I love to eat feet. You want to join me? I know a great place to get some feet. I, I don't know, but there's, it's lost in translation. McKinley's going to put another word on the screen for me. I, I can't pronounce it because I don't know the word. But I know to me, when I look at that word, it looks like, looks, it looks like embarrassed. That's what it looks like, embarrassed. If I were to say, using that word, that I'm so, so, so embarrassed, then it might be heard that I'm so, so, so pregnant. Because as far as I am told, that's kind of what that word means. So it's lost in translation. Here's another word. I love this one. Um, what's that next one, McKinley? I'm not, also not going to pronounce that. But I know when I look at that, you know what I see? It looks like constipation, right? Constipation. I, I'm told that somehow this kind of means something like a cold, 
some kind of like I have a cold, some kind of cold. So if you were speaking this language and you went to an English speaking doctor and you tried to use this word to describe your condition and it's an English only speaking doctor and he's going to think maybe that you're constipated and he, the remedy is going to be very different. <laughs> you're going to be very surprised at how that congestion gets cleared up. Shocking. Shocking. Now, all we can say is this, I think. We talk because we need something from someone, or we talk because, uh, and we all in that process talk out of this temperament language that we speak. We need something from someone, somehow. And we talk out of this language that God has given us with the temperament, and we hear from that. Today we're going to use the rest of the verse that we started with in week number one, where Paul wrote to uh, the followers of Jesus. And here's what Paul said in Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. He said, do not let any unwholesome. And we said that this word unwholesome can also mean unhelpful. So Paul is saying, don't let any unwholesome, unhelpful talk come out of your mouths. And that means this. We said this in week number one, that we have an opportunity every day with every single person that we come into contact with to either, uh, to possibly hurt them with our words. That possibility exists. We can hurt them. But Paul says, no, 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 no. Don't let any unwholesome unhelpful talk come out of your mouths. But, he says, only what is helpful for building others up. But you see, that's not what we have a tendency to do. We have a tendency to talk because we want you to know something. We want the other person to know something. And that means that conversation is not really it doesn't have anything to do with them. It's really about me. It's focused on me and what I want. And if you were here last week, we said something very important. We said one weakness that every temperament, every color shares is this, selfishness. And Paul says we need to make a shift he said, don't let any unwholesome, unhelpful talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the other people, right? For building others up, which means we need to shift our conversations from being about us, selfishness, to something that is helpful for them. So it goes from us focused, me focused, to them focused. But next, I love this, he qualifies this big time. So here's the last part of that verse I told you about, and this is our springboard for today. He qualifies all of that. What does that help look like? Not just general help. Here's what it looks like. He says, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Not according to what I'm wanting to accomplish, not according to what I want you to understand, not according to what I want from you. Paul says, no, 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 no. What comes out of your mouth somehow needs to build them up according to what they need. 
You see, we usually talk because we want to know something, or we talk because we, uh, we need them to understand something. But we should talk because they need something. Paul is saying there needs to be a shift in how we communicate. So let's think about this word, need. Need. We all have needs. And where I'm going with this is it's kind of like food. We all need food. I have a little less need, actually. I should have. But we all need it. We all need food. Now, this might sound strange as we're thinking about temperaments. But for each temperament that God has created, however many there are, there may be millions, we've just kind of made four big groupings to help us understand. But for every temperament, God has also implanted inside of that temperament some needs. For each temperament, there are actually some words that we need to hear. And, and like food, we are hungry to hear those words. And we don't even realize that we need that. We don't even, you, what we're about to say today, you may have never heard before. We don't even realize that we need to hear that from someone else. But this is a God-given need. And it's kind of, we can find it kind of throughout these four temperaments. So like food, we're hungry for them. And like food, we crave them. We don't even know we're craving them. We don't even know we're listening to hear those words from someone else. But somehow, deep inside our minds, we are. Because we're wired to hear them. We're wired to be hungry for them. We are wired to need those words. And here's an important point. If we don't get those words, if we don't hear those words from people during the day, we're going to be empty. And we're going to feel that emptiness, even though we didn't even know we needed them. We just feel like, oh, I'm empty. I'm not right. Something's wrong. I'm off. So here's what I want to do very quickly is quite literally, I just want to look at the handout you were given today. And I don't know if we have um, our, our gentleman who helped us with that, if they're around. Um, but if there's anyone who doesn't have one, if you'll kind of head back towards the hot dog area and our popcorn area, we've uh, Miss Jenny, I see her with some uh, handouts. And there's Isaiah. He's coming to the rescue. He's going to be looking. If you need one, just put your hand up and the, he, Isaiah will bring you one. Thank you, sir. So I'm, oh, and oh, and we got another one. We got more. We got more students coming to help. Thank you. Um, so just put your hand up. We'll, we're not going to call you out, but they'll just know, hey, I need, I need a form. And it's not a form, but this is something you're taking home to today. But I'm just literally, I just want to, to help like plant that seed to make you aware that there are some needs that we have. And, and I, want, I want to read through a, uh, a couple of these on this handout, and then I'm going to set this aside. All right. What you can't see hardly there, it didn't come out in as I uh, did that, is that top box there, it says yellow. 
And here are one, two, three, four basic needs that you, you need to hear things related to this in words. All right? Related in words there. Um, I feel liked for who I am, flaws and all. If you don't feel that that has been communicated to you, you're going to crave that. You want to be liked, flaws and all. You want people to love you, to like you. I'm often included or invited by others. That's part of that. You want to be invited. You want to be a part of something. People give me focused attention and eye contact. Um, uh, if you don't have the attention of the person you're trying to communicate with, it's not saying, well, look at me, I want attention. If you don't have their attention, something's going to be off for you. That is a God-given need. I am noticed and acknowledged by those closest to me. If, if somehow in words and conversations that's not communicated to you during the day, it doesn't have to be every person, but if, you're, if that does not happen during the day, something's going to be off. There's a need in you that is not being met. All right? That's yellow. Let's look at our friends who are red. Okay? Those are folks like me. Yellows, maybe a little bit more like coal. Um, they're the ones who walk in the room. The, the room kind of lights up. Reds, they walk in and they start putting order in everything. We need to do this, go do that, go do that. Here's my checklist, checklist. Good, 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 good. We can be very, appear to be very bossy. But here's a need that we have. We need loyalty. I just noticed on the yellows that the need didn't print. So I'll, I will try to make that available online this week. The need for a red, they need words that communicate Loyalty from that, from that person. Loyalty. We're on the same team. We're fighting together. We're on the same side. We're in this together. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you hanging. We're in this. I'm not going to talk about you behind your back. I'm not going to run you down. Loyalty. We need a sense of control. We need a sense. That, here's how that everything is go, going according to plan and everyone's kind of doing their part. A red needs to hear that. Needs to needs to be confirmed. If, if something's going on and they don't feel like it, that the plan is, is, is going kaput and, or there's people not doing their part, there's a need there that's not being met. Here's another one, appreciation. I feel valued for my individuality and my unique contributions at home, at work, in relationships. I feel valued um, that's actually a need. I, I have felt so guilty because that has been a part of my identity. And in this, in, until we started preparing this series was the first time that I realized that is actually a God-given need. So it can't be wrong. Now I can twist it and I can distort it and manipulate it and make it wrong. But in and of itself, it's not wrong. There's a need for credit for work. That sounds strange. But in other words, whatever you've put your energy into, that someone else isn't going to go say, oh, that was me. I did that. <laughs> That's what that means. 
So that's kind of some of the needs that God has placed inside the red. Let's turn the page over and here's the green. They need harmony. I, I get time to relax each day. So that kind of describes it. Um, you know, because things are running smoothly, there's room to relax, right? That's a God-given need of harmony. Uh, a, a need of feeling of worth. Uh, that I, 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 As a green, I might be not be the noisiest person in the room, right? As a green, probably not. But I know that people value and celebrate what I contribute as a green. All right? That's a need. A lack of stress. God's kind of wired that into our folks with that temperament. So it may be important for them to not be engaged and be forced into that conflict or being pressured by anyone else. That's a need. Uh, the need for respect. Even though they're quiet. I, I've got some friends who, many friends who are green and they're not always talking. They're not always telling you what they think. But when they do, I better listen. Because they're offering something very valuable. And I need to hear it. The green needs that respect. That when they do express that, let's see, lack of stress, respect, Okay, that's great. Now, the blues. Here are some needs for a blue. They need safety. They want to feel secure and that they can trust those people. It may not be physical safety here. It's, let's think of this as relational safety. They want to be able to trust those people close to them. They need that, a God-given need. They need sensitivity. That people around them will demonstrate thoughtful consideration of their feelings because they hold them in. And any time they kind of leak out, any time they're kind of sent, that there's consideration there. They need that, that sensitivity. They need support. People advocate for my interest and look out after my needs because the blue temperament is probably not going to do that for themselves. And there's a need there. And they have a need of space and silence. There are times during the day that can be uninterrupted just for them. They need to kind of recharge and regroup. Uninterrupted, undisturbed. Those are some God-given needs. Okay, now, I'm done with this piece of paper. But you know, we've been told... That to need things is wrong. That a yellow should not need attention. That is wrong. That's what we've been told. You shouldn't need attention. Or you shouldn't need uh, Harley to, for things uh, to have control and, and order. You shouldn't need that. Uh, a, a blue, you shouldn't need security. A green, you shouldn't need harmony. We're told that's all selfish. But here's the reality. God has implanted those needs. They can't be wrong. No, 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 no. They're God-hard-wired needs. After all, Paul said, as we talk, we need to do those, choose those words and how we say it and what we say according to their needs 
that it might benefit those who listen. And we are wired to need certain words like food. It's a craving. We crave to hear that like food. It's an appetite. Listen to this. It's also an appetite like food, which means someone can tell you those words one day, but that, that doesn't last for the rest of your life. It's like food and appetite. You're going to be, when you eat, listen, I had two hot dogs a minute ago, but guess what's going to be happening in about an hour? I'm going to be hungry. It's an appetite. Appetites are never finished. I'm going to have to go back for some more food. I'm going to be hungry again. And we are hungry for those words again and again and again. It's not a one-time does it. You know, like the guy. It happens to us in the South all the time. Guy gets married. He tells his wife he loves her. The day they get married. As long as that doesn't change, he's probably never going to say it again, right? But she needs to hear it. It's an appetite. We can get some of those words, but we're going to need them over and over and over again, not just one time. After all, as Paul said, it is according to their needs that it might benefit those who listen. Their needs. And I love this. Paul didn't just say this. Paul lived this, albeit because Paul is not God. Paul lived it imperfectly, but he put that into practice. We can read uh, one place about that in, in another letter he wrote, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22. Here's what Paul says about himself. Now think about this in context of the other verse, according to their needs, to, to benefit them according to their needs. 1 Corinthians 9. To the weak, he said, I become weak in order to win the weak. He said, I have become all things to all people. Doesn't that sound like he's saying, I, I, I have become many different things according to what that person needs, according to the person that I am in front of, in order. I've become all things to all people so that I may, by every possible means, save some. Now, he's specifically talking about helping them connect eternally to a relationship with Jesus Christ. But that is Paul taking that other passage and also living it in this way with that purpose. Paul knew that he had a very specific view of the world and that not everybody else had his same view. That there were other people with other views and other perspectives. And so the way he saw the world and interacted with the world was different than the way someone else saw the world and interacted with the world. So he was aware that he had to communicate with that person according to their needs. He had to communicate carefully and, and kindly and cautiously so that they would understand him. You know, we could just say, no, nah, it's up to them. To understand me. They're just going to have to interpret what I'm saying and what I intend. It's on them. And if you can't understand me, it's your fault because you should. It's just your own weakness, your problem. No, no. 
You see, I believe that Paul is being led by God's Spirit when he wrote these words in these letters. So when he wrote this next thing, he would disagree with us. If that's our opinion, that they just need to deal with me, put up with me, understand me, it's on them. Because when Paul wrote this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, do not let any unwholesome, unhelpful talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful in building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. We're getting ready to share with you a video clip. And I, let me give you a heads up. Uh, if you're with us this morning on Facebook Live, we're getting ready to end the stream right here because we don't have permission to take this video clip. We can use it in this room, but we don't have permission to put it on the internet, okay? So if you're listening online, we're getting ready to say goodbye to you. And we just want you to know, take that list that we're going to try to make available online, and, and we want you to be aware of those needs that you have in your life. So if you're listening online right now, McKinley is getting ready to stop that stream. We want you to know we love you. We're sorry we can't share this next piece with you. We just don't have permission to do it. So we will see you next week. All right. Now for our friends in here, we have a clip, a video clip that we want to share with you as long as our technology works out for us. Um, this is a reproduction, this video is a reproduction, a dramatization of an event that actually happened from one of the experts that Cole and I have been learning from and studying through this series. And this is an event that happened in her life. And in this video clip, she's not in it, but the person playing her would be the mother. But just so happens that each one of the family members are a different temperament, a different color. One of them is yellow, one of them is green, one of them is red, one of them is blue. If you'll notice, also, they're wearing a shirt that kind of lets you know what their temperament color is. But this is how uh, 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 something that really happened in their life, and they kind of uh, replay it because for her, it was so uh, just that perfect moment where all of the colors were trying to communicate um, and they were saying things from their perspective, hearing things from their perspective, and it wasn't really going uh, well according to plan. And honestly, this could be possibly any one of our families. So take just a moment with me and let's watch this little clip. <laughs> that could be me on vacation. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what is all of this about today? Well, Here's the next step that we want to suggest today. We just simply want to say, let's be aware. Let's take this piece of paper and let's be aware that God has wired us with different needs. And we put all of that on this piece of paper because we are all each a different, uh, we are different temperaments, you know. And so we need to be aware of our own needs. I need to, I need to be aware of my needs. That's, that's it. McKinley put it on the screen. I need to be self-aware. I need to be aware of my needs, but make sure that I'm super aware of your needs. 
That's our next step for today. I need to be aware of my needs, but I need to be super aware of yours. Because the words I choose and the way I say things, that all needs to become focused on your needs. So take that hand out home and begin that process of discovering what those needs are. Now, think about the relationship for you right now where there is some tension, either at home or tension at work, or maybe it's with a friend. Wherever that tension is or whatever that relationship is where there is tension, just imagine... Imagine the change that could take place if we started talking to them over the long haul, talking to them purposefully, trying to meet some of their needs, those God-given needs. Think of the change that could take place. It very well might make a world of difference. So, with God's help, let's go try. Let's pray. God, as you gave the words to Paul to write in that letter, God, may we get to the point closer and closer, more and more as we go through this series where we don't let any words come out of our mouths that are not helpful. And may we use those words to build others up according to their needs, the way you designed them. May that be our focus as words come out of our mouth. And God, to do that, we're going to need your help. Because if my friends here are anything like me, then that means we have been using our conversations to get our points across and to be understood and to get our needs met. But God, we need your help to change that, to flip the script. May your spirit be at work in our lives this week. We ask you for your strength, your leadership, your guidance. Jesus, may your spirit do that. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen.